We were so looking forward to interview the couple for today's episode as we followed them before they closed the distance. So a few weeks ago, they managed to close distance. It's quite fresh and they're going to share their experience and what they did to close the gap. Welcome to International Love Story, a podcast about long-distance relationships. My name is Christina. My name is Ignacio. And today we are hosting Jess and Thomas, reunited and living in Finland. So how are you guys doing? Doing great. It's amazing. Like, so crazy to think that we were able to close the distance this year. Doing good. Enjoying life. Enjoying life. So tell us a little bit more about, about yourself, what you're doing, where you're originally from, and uh, when you moved to Finland, just tell us all about you. About me. Uh, I'm a student at the Turku University, study history of Finland. I'm uh, from southern Finland, Helsinki area. Oh, I'm Jasmine. I'm from Virginia in the United States. I have a long-distance relationship blog and instagram called jazz up your wanderlust and it's just about um our story as a long distance couple as well as giving like tips and advice um we closed the distance october 19th this year it was a crazy journey between having everything like ready in a binder for going through customs and talking to so many border police, border, border guards and everything, showing them the laws that Finland allows couples to come to their country. And it was, a you know, moment that we put a lot of work in and didn't think it would happen this year, but then luckily, and with all our preparation, like it, it was able to happen. How long did you plan it for? Yeah. So we started probably two years ago, like researching The paperwork, the visa process, um, all the documents needed. And that was also when like we both started to like make a financial plan for ourselves to save money for closing the distance. Like it was like after my la latest or last uh meetup when I came to the US. Yeah. When we like decided to working on a on a date for when you come. So it was originally going to be in December. Yeah. And then, like, gradually, we, we just gradually moved it forward a couple of times to the point where you came in October instead. And, like, we kept moving it up because of just how crazy this year has been. Like, if everything was good to go as is, like, there was no sense in waiting and waiting too long and then suddenly not being able to come out here anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. everything was changing so fast, it felt like we only had like a window of opportunity to actually do it in. And here you are, living your life in Finland with the love of your life. You know, uh, it's been great. It's like this time we can slow down and do things at like our own pace. It's not rushing from here to there to figure out how much of a memory we can fit into a small amount of time. Yeah. It's now we can 
enjoy those little days of doing absolutely nothing, <laughs> reading together, playing him playing video games and I'm reading. Like it's like those small moments. And even like, you know, you, we both like basically work here. Yeah. You work, I study and we do that together. So you feel like you arrived It was actually like a couple of days ago. Um, it was actually Friday. Friday, I felt like I've actually arrived and like that I have arrived to my life here. Like life is now starting. In the first month, it felt like it was just another meetup. And then Friday, he was playing pool. I went to the gym and like I was leaving the gym to meet him up. And then we were going to like walk home together. And I was texting one of my friends from back home. And It was just like in that moment I felt I was like, dang, like I'm here. My my life is here. Like I get to really live with this person that I love so much and that I've dreamed about living with for so long. Like it's this moment's actually here. How did it make you feel when you realized it? <laughs> so happy. Especially because I was like listening to 2000s like hip hop and RB in the middle of Finland. And I know no one would know any of those song references. But it was still like nice, like, oh, like I can still be me. I can still like vibe and <laughs> do the things I've always loved doing here. So and then it's just oh, it's just so nice to have Twans around all the time. <laughs> so great to see you happy. So I mean you guys can't see Jess' face right now, but she's smiling like a Honigkuchenpferd, as you would say in German, which means Honey, now I have to translate it, Honigkuchenpferd, honey cake horse. So this is what we say if we see someone smiling from one side of the face to the other. So someone is smiling like a Honigkuchenpferd. It's nice to see you happy. We're happy for you guys. Besides that, I mean, you made a bold move. Um, by moving to Finland, um, leaving your hometown behind, your family and friends. How was it? Like, how was it saying goodbye to everything you were used to before, not really knowing 100% what's going to expect you next? This question has so many feelings and emotions, like, or my answer to it has so many feelings and emotions behind it. For... Me personally, like I've lived by myself and have started like a new life for myself, like moving around all of Virginia. I I'm close with my family, but in comparison to like Wants and his family, like we don't share that closeness. Like we hit each other up, hey, what's up? And have family gatherings and stuff. So for my family, it was the transition was easy. I mean, granted, if you asked my dad, he'd probably be like, it's not easy at all, Jay. But um, my family is just very supportive and so are my friends. And because everyone was so supportive and everyone knew that like, this is what I wanted and that I'm also that type of person that just, I literally had a friend ask me, put it in better perspective a few years ago, guys, I want to invite you to my wedding, but will you even be in the country then? And so it's like, this perceived norm with my friends and my family that I'm the traveler, the adventurer, the one that leaves. And when it came to saying goodbye to them, 
it was a lot easier, even though a lot of times they didn't know how to say goodbye. But for me, it was just like, y'all know, like, I will always be here. I always got you. Like, if anything, 2020 has taught us that we can still do these communications with each other through Zoom, through Google Meet, whatever Mm. duo on my phone. And when I put it into that perspective for them, they were like, I'm not even worried. Go have fun. Bye. I'll see you later. I'm coming to visit. So it was easy for me to go. It is something I wanted so badly. And also at the same time, like there's just a lot of stress, like from my job, like from the world of therapy that because I was a physical therapist in the US and just all that side of it that was becoming too stressful and like wearing me down, making me hate therapy and stuff so between like my friends saying like oh do what you need to do and then my work burning me out I was I was ready I was like let's go today I'm ready today (laughs) and like culturally some things I'll miss about the U.S. but as I've been here more like I can find all these things here and it's it's things that I miss like people and stuff like just like a long distance relationship, you have a long distance relationship with your family and your friends at this point. Like you're always going to be connected. It's not like they're going to leave you and you're not leaving them really. So how did you feel Thomas um, before Jess moved to Finland? What did you do to to prepare yourself but also to be prepared for that there's going to be another person that's going to live with you? I tried my best to clean the apartment like kind of prepare that Branded, you can see from her reaction that it could have been better. But I'm still like I'm unsatisfied with what I did for the apartment. Then of course we completely redid everything. Uh been there, done that, man. It's uh you should you just have to get some plants. That's you know. Oh, we already got a plant. Yeah. Got a plant. Well, I think we're gonna get more. But then like the, the waiting process itself was very it was very tra- stressful because, uh, because of the COVID, there's this constant uncertainty of like, will she get through the, the airport into the plane and will they let her into the country? And even though like at that point, all the signs were very strongly suggesting that she will be able to come. It's, it was still very nerve wracking. Mm. But when like uh, she called me, it was almost midnight my time when you got to the airport and through the security. Oh, that was so yeah, at that, that point, like, it was a huge relief. The worst was behind. For you, it was. Yeah. Oh, that whole journey was a, a trip and a half. For long, why are you dating on long distance? Uh, it was about three and a half years. And we were friends for about a year before we started dating. Yeah. So one year friendship and three and a half years of long distance relationship. And the story how you guys met is also quite interesting. Maybe you'd like to, to share that story with us. It was like this um, competitive uh, Pokemon community. And 
I just happened to join the same. We call them like leagues. There are a few number, or like a few people who like play against each other and then someone wins. And I joined the same league as her, then hung out there together and I helped her with the Pokemon stuff because apparently I was better. You Didn't you win the league like three times? <laughs> I think so. Because he was better. And uh, yeah. But then uh, about after a year I'd been there, we just started talking more at one point. She was doing her clinicals, like um, practice for her uh, physical therapy studies. And it was in such a time that it was easy for uh, me to do a call at that point. So it kind of became a daily thing. And then eventually I asked you to be my girlfriend. And <laughs> that's where it started from. It was so funny. Like that day he asked me out, I just remember like looking at my phone, like, I don't want to get on the phone with him today. Something's going to ha- happen. Something's going to change. I don't know what it is. I don't want to get on the phone today. So I took a nap. And then I woke up and I was like, darn, it's still today. <laughs> and then, then he called and yeah. Yeah. I was like, I knew something was changing. <laughs> There's actually another time to like, we talked about this a few times, but like we, this sounds so corny. We've like mm-hmm. since like weird things with each other before online. Like remember the time I was like talking about some other guy and you're like, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. You got like butthurt about it. And then I mean, butthurt is a bit of a strong word, but like there's something like that, like some drama that happened in our league and he had like messaged me to the side and I was like, Oh my God, he's going to like jokingly, he's going to confess his love for me. <laughs> and I mean, that's not why he messaged me, but it was still like, just, I don't know. It was like those weird senses we've had, like in our friendship relationship. When it started, like as a friendship, no one of, of you guys saw it coming that it might develop into a relationship or did you feel like, a connection from the beginning like okay there could be something more no because I was like really into this guy that was in my class at the time and working on myself a lot just because I was like you know just at that point in my life where I was like I need to look within and work on who I am as a human being and go from there so weren't expecting that at all I guess you know that saying love yourself before you can actually love someone else but the visa, because you're currently living in um, Finland, it's a family reunion visa, right? Or reunion visa, how do you call it? Reunification. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in the process of the residence visa, and they actually just sent in like supporting documentation on Thursday. But yeah, we're able to apply for that visa because we're getting married and we'll have our wedding in. January so it's like 50 some days away you're organizing the wedding all by yourself is that right or do you have someone who's helping you out with that pretty much much by myself but it's going to be a very small scale wedding because you know she can't have any guests from her side to come so we decided that we're gonna have many from my side either then so it just we have a small wedding at the church and then go to eat to this nice restaurant and then an after party at our favorite spot. 
because he plays pool in a league competitively. And I've met like all of his pool friends and hung out with them every single time I've came out here. And then plus like his other art or our other mutual friends in this area. And like, we wanted a way to like still try to invite people out, you know, with all the new social norms going around. So we figured it would be easier to just be like, Hey, come to this bar. Since you already will probably be here anyways. <laughs> and then, I mean, it's, it's, it's real. It's, it has like how many pool tables? It's like 10, it's a billiard hall. Like it has so many pool tables. So it's a pretty cool spot. So yeah, but I mean, honestly, he's, we've had to change our wedding plan like three different times now. Because at first, before COVID, I had um, reached out to a travel agent and we were going to do this whole destination wedding here and had like a lot of plans and then life happened. and then we were trying to do something up north and now we're on our third wedding plan which this one's gone good i I planned the honeymoon i guess i'll say that so you get to take care of the fun part because planning a wedding i mean i've been through it Uh, when we got married or before we got married i took care of everything it's not fun at all (laughs) yeah you look i did my part yeah i asked you for documents but no in one side is ah so but that was your family taking care of it I did some things too. <laughs> you were you were there. <laughs> yeah, I love his family, especially his sister, because when um two years ago when we went to Argentina in January or December and January, um we had a second kind of celebration. Mock wedding, you would say, no? Kind of like Yeah. There was no no one like certifying us or anything like that. It was family and friends, you know at my uh, sister's house. So, yeah, celebrating our marriage with um, my side of the family, basically. But yeah, it's true. You did a lot for Denmark on your side of the the way. It can be very stressful, especially we didn't know up to the end or maybe like five days before if we will actually be able to get married because of the documents that were necessary and if we did everything in the correct way because we didn't get um feedback regarding to that so we were like okay if we don't hear anything we'll be fine and luckily everything just went fine and after all it was easier than expected as we got married uh, in, in Denmark and the regulation is quite different to Germany but I I would say even like half an hour before, I couldn't believe that we will get married. So that it's going to happen now. And I believe you guys might feel the same because you were working on that for so long and suddenly it's happening. Definitely feel that way. Even like, so we had to go to the church last week or the week before. And um, I had to prepare Proof that I've been baptized in the U.S. I've had to also like have an affidavit saying that I've never been married before, and and all that paperwork in my binder. And and when we went to the church and did it, they were just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. Get married, have fun." It's just like, "Oh, okay, cool, thanks." By now, our wedding is gonna be in two months, and there isn't really anything stopping that anymore. Oh, I need to get my dress out of the bag i carried my dress my wedding dress in my suitcase because i wished a border guard would be, had 
said something like, you're not getting married. That's not true. And be like, well, here's my dress. Let me through. <laughs> Please. I actually did say this to the one in Amsterdam because he was giving me a hard time. He was like, are you getting married? I was like, yes, I have my dress in my suitcase if you'd like to see it. Well, aren't you well prepared? Yeah, true. You um, arrived to Finland via Amsterdam. No, um, I originally was supposed to come out through Iceland air, but then they didn't really have like a sure track of going to Finland. Like they kept canceling and canceling and I was like, I'm out. And so... I looked at British Airways and KLM and like I knew a bunch of people that had that we have like in our discord group um, about helping people get to Finland and they all flew British Airways but KLM was cheaper. So I was like, ah, I'm going to I'll risk it and go for the cheaper one. So went through Amsterdam mm-hmm. and at the airport that day, like leaving, I lost I left my phone in my dad's car truck freaking out because had to pay for like extra baggage and all this other chaos and he's calm because i'm at the airport checked in wonderful and from there on you were picked up by thomas <laughs> yep so that was four weeks ago when Thomas picked you up. Now you guys living in a quite small apartment. It's your apartment, right, Thomas? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm living here, so what's the word? <laughs> like, I'm re- You're renting? Yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah. Renting, yeah. Yeah, it's... But yeah, I've been living here for four years. Four years. Yeah. And it's like, it's a good apartment. Like if you live by yourself and even right now, it's not, I mean, it's like 19 square meters. So it's, it's small, but it also helped me like not overpack, even though I brought four suitcases. Like I still like limited what I had to bring with me. because I knew we didn't have much space. And it's also good because we're living like under our means right now. So it's not too expensive and we can take the time to, figure out like what type of apartment we want with the location and like that's a more fun process to do together I think rather than you know have someone do all that side before they get there I think that's too stressful for that person to prepare as well as like it takes away a lot of the fun like that in a relationship like you get excited to talk about these times and do these things like might as well do them together Yeah, that's a really nice part of a relationship. We've been there as well. The first very own apartment together. Mm. I mean, it would have been crazy for me to actually do it alone. So yeah, it was good. I yeah, most probably, I waited for you. Yeah, most probably you wouldn't even um, have looked out for something I would like. Yeah. Your taste is just quite different to mine. And um, I, I was... When I we looked were, for comfort. Yeah. yeah. After all, we found a really nice apartment with a nice view on the bay, and it was quite small as well. But we made it very cozy, and even though we had just like I don't know, forty square meters, it was a studio. Yeah. Um, we made it work pretty well, and um, 
it was really, really nice to live together with someone and having your own, some somehow like your own space. Um, because in my case, I never lived with someone before. So that was the first time moving to Miami. I mean, you moved with a that, roommate in Munich. Yeah, but not with my boyfriend. I never lived ah, with a man right. together. Yeah. Um, so that was a big step for me as well, because I had no idea how it's going to work out to live um, with my boyfriend. Or at that point, we were married already. So with a husband. <laughs> so I never had a husband before. <laughs> And that was just like, oh my God, what is going to happen? Like, what am I doing here? Um, and what about you? I mean, you guys, um, Jess, did you did you ever live with um, your boyfriend together, like renting your very own space? Or is it the first time for you as well? No, when I was in college, I lived with um, my guy friends. So... I am used to living with guys. And then I think to um, the last meetup we had last summer, he stayed out in the U.S. for two months. So that was like our test run of living together because I was working every day and he was, you know, doing his like studies and helping, helping me with taking care of the apartment and watering my plants and all that stuff. So like, because it went well last summer, that's like what also made us like think, yeah, we could definitely close the distance and live together. It's just like thinking about it because when I moved to Miami, I remember how nervous Nacho was Mm. because he was feeling responsible for a lot of things. And he was feeling responsible for me moving to Miami, I mean, of course, it was my decision. He didn't make me move. He wanted everything to be perfect. And when I sent the first boxes to Miami with my clothes, uh, he started to buy hangers, which were pink. So he bought pink hangers. <laughs> he started. I figured. To... <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought it's cute. So he hanged my clothes already. He made some space. Um, he just wanted everything to be perfect. He cleaned the apartment, yeah, which I, I had know. to clean again when arriving because I have another, yeah, kind of view on stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much the first thing I did was cleaning it again. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we we moved in with our roommates initially, so yeah, yeah, we were so two there. other men and Nacho and I. So I lived together with three men. Mm. quite interesting um but yeah when i arrived so he really wanted me to feel welcomed um he really did everything to make me feel like at home and thinking about nowadays i didn't think about that at that moment um it was a lot of weight on his chest um to make sure because i was the one moving I was the one leaving my hometown. I was the one leaving my good job, leaving family and friends behind. Um, the weeks before I moved to Miami, I had like, I think every second day I cried because I was homesick already. So I was still in Germany, but I was homesick already. And he knew that. So he was like, okay, that's a lot of weight on my shoulders. I really want to make it good. I really want to make her feel comfortable. 
and um, he basically did everything possible to make me feel at home and I really appreciate it um, so I can just imagine what he had to go through as well because it was a huge responsibility for him and it's something you don't have to experience quite often in your life so I even picked you up in Germany. Yeah, you did. He had to pick me up in Germany. He was afraid that I might not get into the plane to fly to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I came like two weeks before. Yeah. That's pretty romantic. Celebrated her coming to the US with me. Yeah, that was really nice. But yeah, I can only imagine how Thomas felt. <laughs> Even though if, if it seems like you're super relaxed, but I don't think it's something you'd be like, okay, that's just like easy peasy. Yeah, I guess it was the, the apartment that I was definitely stressing the most. If, if it's going to be, if it's going to qualify. It was stressful to like, before, before she was able to come here. But like I said before, like big big part of the stress was just is she going to be able to come here at all? And uh, when she did, it was just a huge relief. What are your plans in general for the future? I mean, what are your plans? What are my, my plans? Your plans. Okay. Uh, I'm going to graduate from the uni in, in the in the spring, then uh, I'm just going to start searching for jobs and just start making some money. Um, mine, for like closing the distance since uh, it would be harder to do a medical career in Finland, like right off the bat, that was something that would take like a few years, be proficient in the language and school. Uh, so I decided uh, to help like create products for people that are in long distance relationships and to help them close the distance one day too. Like we started early because Juan's helps me a lot uh, with the blog too, like reviewing my articles and everything like that. But like we started because when we were first looking up how to close the distance, like we couldn't find any information out there it was like you look through very sad reddit pages of couples that were together for a month but then ended up not being able to adjust well and stuff like that so i said we weren't going to be like that and i didn't i don't want other couples to be like that either like i want everyone like we all put in so much hard work to be in a long distance relationship we should all deserve like a happy ending to that too and that means like talking about how to adjust to life and how to mentally prepare yourself and as well as packing and everything else before you close the distance. That's my thing that I'm working on is to create more and more templates and stuff for people in the LDR community. So where is it going to be available? Where would we find um, the guide? And I know that you... Uh, we're working on 50 questions um, to connect better with your partner and to feel closer to each other. 
So um, on my website, there are the 50 questions, like 50 deep questions to ask in a long distance relationship. And those questions are basically like to help with the reminiscing part of relationships. So like when you have a meetup and like talking about things that were done then, as well as like other relationship building questions Mm -hmm. to help make you and your partner connect on a deeper level and be able to really work through some of the emotions that don't always get processed because of life gets in the way. It's a way to help slow down your relationship and have like those relationship check-ins. Um, I also have on my website, um, a five love language workbook for couples. Um, and it's to help better understand the five love languages. Like sure. We all taken the test. We all know like what our love language is, but how do you use that love language not just for affection, but how do you use that love language when you're upset with your partner? How do you, how can you further build empathy with your partner through understanding the love languages? And that also has like a workbook of questions based on your love language to ask your partner. And it also addresses with physical touch, like consent culture, like, are you okay with me touching you? Like, and what places do you like to be touched? Because you know, everyone has their own story, right? And it's good to be able to talk about those things. And those questions are what give people a platform to like open up those conversations and be able to be more vulnerable. And I just released like the free guide for LDR couples, like for preparing for closing the distance. And on Tuesday, I don't even know the date for Tuesday. But on Tuesday, um, the Closing the Distance binder set comes out. And like throughout this interview, I mentioned I carried a binder with me a lot when closing the distance. And I created that binder set based off of the binder that I brought. But it's also because we don't know how travel is going to look like after this year. We don't know how the visa process for anywhere is going to look like after this year. So it's a way to help couples better prepare themselves for closing the distance as well as like getting basic, like not necessarily visa documents, but documents that will better help show proof of your relationship. And the thought is to carry it in the binder. So that way, if any time you get stopped at customs or anything like that, you can present it and show them all your information. And then it also has a lot of self-care tools in there because closing the distance is a very stressful process. Like there are so many emotions you go through, you go through highs and lows every day. So it's good to have like um, just templates you can use when you're feeling stressed and as well as providing you some more of those questions to ask your partner before you close the distance. And a way to visibly see like how I can do a relationship check-in with my partner. How can my partner and I still bond with each other during this chaotic time? So it's basically an all-rounder. So you have several packages before closing the distance, while closing the distance and after closing the distance. And the information are available on your blog as well as on your website, sorry, as well as on Instagram. Instagram takes you to the website. Okay, so we're going to um, put this definitely in the side notes. So for everyone who 
wants to look it up, um, you'll find the links in the side notes. Amazing. So that's a lot of work. You know, I just, like I said before, when we were researching stuff about long distance relationships, it just felt like there was not enough resources or materials out there. And part of my job as a therapist is educating my patients all the time. And because, you know, we, I have that role in me, like as an educator, like I want to continue that, even though I can't do it in therapy, like I at least want to do it in this part of my life too. Like I want to show people that they can live the life that they want and have the love that they imagined. This brings us to the question, what advice you could give um, couples that are in a long distance relationship, so still dating on long distance, as well as couples that closed the distance recently. Is there anything you think that's important or that's mandatory to know? For couples still in a long distance relationship, I would say being consistent and showing up for your partner and being consistent and following through with not just actions, but with, with your word choice, with being mindful of each other's time, being consistent and always showing up for them is, will do greater leaps and bounds than just communication alone. You can always talk. But if you don't back up your actions and be consistent through the things you talk about, then communication isn't going to take you as far as consistency will. And for people that are about to close the distance, breathe, just breathe. And after you close the distance, really try to work on figuring out what you as an individual are going to do first. And then once you figure it out, you as an individual, work together as a couple to figure out what y'all's goals are together. Yeah, that's very important. I can't just underline that because I didn't do that. Because <laughs> the problem is if you're not taking care of yourself, you will load everything on your partner. So you will put all the responsibility on your partner and suddenly he has to deal with it. And that can be so tough on just one person and... I feel like this is also the reason why a lot of couples, um, even though if they've been in long distance relationship, like dating on long distance for several years, it just worked out perfectly fine. But once one person has to move and leaves everything behind and has like, like a picture, because this is what you or what I did at least. Um, so I can just talk out of my experience. Um, I had a, picture in my mind and I wanted everything to be perfect and suddenly you arrive and you feel like okay there's still so many things I have to take care of and suddenly you're not independent anymore at least I wasn't and suddenly you're frustrated and so many emotions are coming together so instead of taking care of myself I would just load everything on Nacho and Nacho had to deal with it and I was like here that's my package take care of it but this is not how it works so and this is also what if your partner is is not strong enough um, if your partner, I mean, he's overwhelmed with the situation as well. You always have to take that into account. Um, it might 
break the relationship, no matter how strong it was before, because this is really not how it works. And you have to be very careful not to do, at least not to do the same mistake as I did. And I still feel so sorry that he had to push through it for three months, which is um, a lot of time thinking about it like that. Um, and that's just like, yeah, I couldn't agree more on that. Taking care of yourself as an individual. Mm. So you'll be able to take care of others um, and to take care of your future life of the next steps. Because it's always going to be like that there. So there's always something you have to take care of um, as living together with someone yeah, from another country, another culture. So you'll never have a dope moment. And most probably you never feel like, okay, I'm settled. Because you always have to deal with anything. If it's not paperwork, it's going to be something else. Um, so yeah, that's so true. Thank you for sharing that. So true. Was there ever a moment, may I ask, in while dating on long distance where you guys thought you won't make it as a couple? Did you ever doubt the relationship? I guess. We both did. Yeah. I feel like when those moments were, we're like never acknowledged or brought it up at that moment. It's usually like much later than we just talk about the past and how we were feeling and we figure out we were both feeling like the the relationship wasn't progressing and what's the next step? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we actually talked about this like a couple of weeks ago because there was um like one time it was literally like last winter and um just it's probably gonna happen to me here but just like when it gets darker i just start to think more deeply and like within like i just think that's part of winter itself in general and i was really worried because i was like i'm engaged to someone that lives in a different country and i was just at the process or the start of the process of saving all the money like and everything and trying to like map out like the financial plan I needed for myself and I was stressed and I was like am I really doing this like is this like really what I want like or are we just crazy and think that we want this and but we both wanted it so yeah <laughs> craziness needed to like be like stubborn enough to go through it anyway true and like yeah. You know, since it's like got a much better, we're like feeling very good about this again. Well, it was actually, I think, honestly, COVID, because before and um, like on the phone and stuff, like it was just getting so so repetitive. It was always the same type of like conversation work was repetitive or at least from my perspective a lot of things are feeling repetitive and then COVID hit and working in a nursing home at that time and dealing with like all of our COVID patients then and just you know all the information we didn't know about and like all the scary deaths that were happening it and 
that was also when I was supposed to go out to see him and like we were going to do like engagement photos and all this couple stuff that we had planned and mm. whatnot. So, but like, because of all that, like came crashing down, it, we had to like figure out ourselves, like how we communicated better. And that's what I was saying, like the love language thing before, like I am um, a, well, we're both like equally physical touch and quality time. Like those are two. And before we were like, when we would get in an argument, we would just be over a phone call. But it was like, because like we started looking like more into like the love language that we were like, oh, well, let's do this on a video call. So you can see my emotions. So you can feel what I'm feeling. And we started to do things like that more, like deeply understand better, like what we were going through and spending more time, like focusing on that. And because of that, like it, our relationship became a lot stronger. So you can definitely see that your relationship is strong. Yeah, but I feel like this is really something no one is really talking about, that it's just natural to doubt the relationship and to have minutes or even seconds where you overthink things and where you're like, can this really work out? Mm -hmm. Is this meant to be... Um, and are we really going to make the next step? When are we going to make the next step? Is it still worth it? And as I said, no one is really talking about it because it hurts to think about it. But then speaking out it out loud, it's even worse. Um, we didn't do it either. But I did have those moments. And... So yeah, as we said, we're super excited what's going to come next. And uh, yeah, I mean, first Thomas is going to finish his studies and then you'll see. Thanks for reaching out. Like, I'm glad that uh, we were able to like link up and do this. Like, it's a lot of fun. Even the pre-call, we had a lot of great discussions and like, I'm happy as always. If you ever want me back, let me know. Or one aspect, not just me. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your time, guys. It was a pleasure to talk to you again. Yeah. So, uh, great rest of your day, you guys. Great. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you again. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of International Love Story. As we said, we are going to link the guidebook as well as the Instagram account of Jess and Thomas in the side notes. So make sure to check it out. If you're not following us yet, follow us on Facebook and or Instagram. It's International Love Story. If you'd like to share your story as well, just feel free to contact us via social media or via international love story podcast at gmail.com we are looking forward to hear from you guys stay strong take care and hear you next time bye